It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. This is your Times Daily World Briefing on Thursday the 17th of February. I'm Sophia Franklin. And I'm Christian Smith. NATO refutes Russia's claim that it is withdrawing troops from its Ukrainian border. What we see today is that Russia maintains a massive invasion force ready to attack. And COVID restrictions continue to ease around the world. You don't want to be reckless and throw everything aside, but you got to start inching towards that. And so somebody's going to ask the question that I don't have the answer to. What's the balance? Times of London Daily World Briefing. Tensions on the Ukrainian border are continuing to grip the West, despite Russian claims that its troops are pulling back. A US official rejected the Russian claims on Wednesday evening, saying that evidence was emerging of Russian forces increasing troop numbers by approximately 7,000 in recent days. Speaking at a news conference in Brussels, NATO Secretary-General Jens Stoltenberg said the West should now prepare for the worst, rather than assume that Russia will withdraw from Ukraine's border. We do not see any sign of de-escalation on the ground. No withdrawals of uh, troops or equipment. This may, of course, change. However, what we see today is that Russia maintains a massive invasion force ready to attack, with high-end capabilities from Crimea to Belarus. NATO allies moved tanks, ships and warplanes towards Eastern Europe on Wednesday. Mr Stoltenberg said the alliance was also considering deploying combat-ready battle groups to its southeastern flank. With speculation continuing to grow over Russian President Vladimir Putin's intentions, former U.S. Army Lieutenant Colonel Alexander Vindman says all this uncertainty is actually playing into the Russian leader's hands. This is the way that Vladimir Putin likes it. He wants people guessing at his actions. Uh, There's also a military component where uh, there's still, in spite of all these forces being on the border, there's still a significant element of surprise that could be achieved by doing these kinds of maneuvers and repositioning of forces. Vladimir Putin's objectives haven't changed. Facing warnings of an imminent Russian invasion, Ukrainians celebrated a newly declared Unity Day yesterday. President Zelensky took part in a ceremonial raising of the national flag and residents took to the streets to sing the national anthem and bolster spirits. 
But the atmosphere was somewhat dampened by the news that cyber attacks on the defence ministry and leading banks had continued for a second day. Moscow denies any role in these incidents, although former First Sea Lord Lord Alan West told Times Radio we shouldn't underestimate President Putin's intentions. If you read Mein Kampf, then you knew exactly how horrifying Hitler was and all the things he intended to do. And actually, he implemented that. If you read what Putin wrote about uh, Russia and Ukraine, um, then that probably is what he thinks about it, which makes this extremely dangerous. To pretend there's nothing extraordinary about this, well, Putin's lying. I mean, the bottom line is, as we know, you will lie and he disseminates to his people as well. There may be evidence Russia is making final preparations to invade Ukraine, but British Foreign Secretary Liz Truss has suggested the crisis could actually be dragged out for months. To Brazil now, where in just three hours, a month's worth of rain hit the city of Petropolis on Wednesday. It's understood that almost 100 people have died as a result of flooding and nearly 200 subsequent landslides. The city is located in the mountains north of Rio de Janeiro, and Rio Governor Claudio Castro told journalists that the situation was almost like a war. Brazil has been hit by a series of heavy rainfalls over the past three months, and as rescuers continue to search for survivors, almost 400 have been left homeless. Local resident Hilda said that everything is lost. About eight members of my family were in the house. I lost my nephew and her five-year-old daughter there and still haven't found them. We could never have expected such a tragedy. It's the end of our city. On the way, an EU crisis over democratic values deepens and the French president pulls his troops out of Mali. Times of London Daily World Briefing Almost two years since the WHO declared COVID-19 a global pandemic, countries around the world are increasingly easing health restrictions. On Wednesday, President Biden's chief medical adviser, Anthony Fauci, said it's time to start inching back to normality. Somebody's going to ask the question that I don't have the answer to, What's the balance? Really being strict to prevent any kind of infection or the negative impact on society of being too restrictive. And people argue about that all day. I mean, is the impact on mental health, is the impact on development of kids, is the impact on schools, is that balanced against trying to be totally pristine in protecting against infection? I don't have the right answer to that. And I don't pretend to have the right answer to that. Mr Fauci's comments came as both Austria and Germany announced plans to ease COVID-19 restrictions. Almost all measures will be dropped in Austria on the 5th of March, while Germany will lift restrictions for the vaccinated just two weeks later. With infections across Europe now in steady decline, many governments have started introducing measures to open up travel and service sectors. Norway lifted its last measures on the 12th of February, declaring coronavirus no longer a threat to most of us. And France, Portugal and Greece have relaxed entry requirements for all fully vaccinated travellers. The WHO is still urging caution, however, and says we will only start to see the end of the pandemic if about 70% of the world is vaccinated. <laughs> 
We stay in Europe, where the ongoing disagreement between the European Union and two of its member states entered a new phase on Wednesday. Hungary and Poland's right-wing governments have long been at odds with Brussels over issues central to the bloc's core values. But in the latest of a number of judicial battles, the European Court of Justice ruled on Wednesday that the EU could withhold funding to member states, believed to be violating certain laws, including judicial independence, migrant quotas and LGBT rights. Both Poland and Hungary have faced challenges from the EU over their policies towards such issues and could be set to lose billions of euros in funding over the next five years. EU aid is critical to both countries, worth 5% of Hungary's GDP and 3% of Poland's national wealth. French President Emmanuel Macron announced on Thursday morning the withdrawal of French troops from Mali. Islamist militants are a significant problem in the Sahel region, which stretches across northwest Africa. The French deployment to fight a jihadist insurgency in the country has lasted almost a decade. However, it has suffered from deteriorating relations with Mali's ruling military junta after the junta backed out of a deal to hold elections in February this year. Russia has also deployed private military contractors to the country in agreement with the junta. President Macron said France could no longer stand alongside the junta in these circumstances. We cannot remain involved military-wise alongside a de facto authority whose strategy or hidden objectives we don't share. This is the situation that we are facing in Mali today. The fight against terrorism cannot justify everything. It should not, under a pretext of absolute priority, be transformed into a practice of indefinitely maintaining power. President Macron hosted a meeting with African and Western leaders on Wednesday evening to explore other means of fighting Islamist militants in the region. It comes after successive coups in the former French colonies of Mali, Chad and Burkina Faso. The Times Daily World Briefing. Sport. Now with news of yet more golf Super League criticism, here's John Jackson. Rory McIlroy is the latest golfer to speak negatively about the rumoured golf Super League. The new breakaway tour is believed to be backed by Saudi Arabia, with suggestions that up to 17 current PGA Tour players have already signed up for the $1.5 billion tournament. Those who do join could be banned from the PGA Tour, DP World Tour and Ryder Cup, although the huge sums of money thought to be on offer could prove too tempting for some. The former world number one Northern Irishman McElroy, who's confirmed he won't be joining any new tour, has warned younger golfers they would be taking a massive risk by joining, suggesting it's best suited to the older generation. Earlier this week, it was reported that American Bryson DeChambeau is to become one of the faces of the Super League, which could bank him up to $200 million. He's since denied the claim. The Times Daily World Briefing. Entertainment. K-pop fans get ready, as BTS is finally heading home. The South Korean boy band Sensation announced on Wednesday that they'll be playing their first shows at home since the pandemic began. The three March concerts in Seoul are part of their disrupted Permission to Dance on Stage tour, which was interrupted by the pandemic. It comes following their sold-out four-night residency at LA's SoFi Stadium in November. And don't worry if you're not in Seoul, the shows will also be live-streamed around the world.
And finally, if you're in need of a bedtime story tonight, perhaps this may inspire you to return to a classic. The original manuscript of Antoine de Saint-Exupéry's The Little Prince has gone on display in his native France for the first time. Written during the Second World War, the novella is one of the world's most translated books in 498 languages, delivered with a humanist message at a dark time. Other watercolours and artefacts from Saint-Exupéry are also on display. And that's your Times Daily World Briefing for Thursday the 17th of February. This podcast from The Times of London is brought to you in partnership with Google Podcasts.